Welcome to the New Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you are encouraged by this message by Pastor Tom Sturbins. I'm going to modify this to some degree and email it to all of you in hopes that at some point on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, ideally Christmas Eve, um, you would have the opportunity to read it. Like I said, I'm going to do a bit of a different version. For, so if you're reading it and children are listening, perhaps it will communicate a little better. But just um, stay right there unless, you're, unless your leg's going to break and just you can keep doing that. It's wonderful. Get a, get a brother a stool, right? There we go. Okay. I'm so glad to see you guys this morning. I love this time of the year. By the way, you'll notice things have changed here, got together a, a little group and said, you know, the, the worship that we invoke is invitational and intimate. At least that's my, my thing. And I said, can, let's see if we can come up with something that will sort of soften the platform from being production and presentational in its orientation. I said, we need to be closer together and it needs to be less like this. And so this is our shot at that. And, um, and I'm liking that. I'm liking how it looks to those viewing through the camera lens. Amen. And it's like, okay, I want to, I want to be there in that room. And if I could, if I could push it even further to have, I don't know, something more like my living room with a fireplace and couches and whatever, because when people come over, um, we're going to, we're going to sing and worship or do something typically before you leave. That's just who it is. We're going to seek that opportunity to do that. Okay. So here we go. Christmas letter. It's Christmas. Yay. The celebration of God being born among men. Emmanuel, the word means God with us. In one sense, God had not been with us, us being humanity, since the last day in the Garden of Eden. But he, God, starts over again where he started it all. He was starting again, and he starts again the way he started the first time. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, it says, The earth was formless and void. Darkness was over the face of the deep. The Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the water. And God said, Let there be light. See, at creation, darkness ruled at creation. And then God said, let there be light. And darkness no longer was the final statement. And so you see again, as he revisits in recreation, spiritually, he's pushing the reset button and he begins with a savior showing up who was a light shining in darkness. Okay. So we really don't know what month or time Jesus was born. I'm envisioning when I make statements like that, people watching online, Excuse me. And sitting here, you'll grab your phones and and fact check and Google. But we really don't know the month, okay, that that he was born. I think we've zeroed in pretty good on the year. Nonetheless, I've often thought how appropriate it is that Christmas ends our calendar year. Christmas effectively closes the year out. I love that. Hold that thought. Around New Hope this year, we've given ourselves to the study of, quote, Christmas, the end of between. I can't escape the hope of the birth of Jesus conveyed to us in the words of the Apostle John. 
verse, chapter 1, verse 5, the light shines in darkness, and darkness did not comprehend it. This verse is and always has been a driving force of my faith. The word comprehend is also translated apprehend, as in meaning to seize control uh, or take control of a thing. Can you guys all hear me back there? Okay, great. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Hold, hold that thought, too. You see, in the New Testament, darkness generally represents the human condition, a human condition without God, without God being in the mix. And so this word represent, it represents the actions of spiritual forces uh, against this world, actively working against us, such as in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. It says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against powers, against world forces, here it comes, of this darkness against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. So you understand that darkness is a poetic term referring to that battle we're engaged in. We are children of the light, scripture calls us. But darkness is still there. And as I've said for the last three weeks, God never promised to extinguish the darkness around us until the end of the age. That's included in here too. But um, he did say that he would be the light within us. How many are thankful for that? Uh, last week, as a matter of fact, I have time at the end. I'm going to replay that little video of the sparkling man I played for you last week. Um, you see, in the New Testament, um, excuse me, darkness does not and cannot comprehend the light that lives in us and through us. But not only can it not comprehend it, neither can it apprehend it. That's important. Both dimensions of that are, are represented. It can't control it. It can't seize it or stop it. Have you ever noticed the word? Uh, Amanda, can you pop that verse up there? Uh, chapter 1, verses 4 and 5 of John. Chapter 5, I think, actually is the one that's the best. Usually when that pops up, it means we have a computer problem. So listen to what it says. A light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Can you, okay, there, can you say that with me? Look at the screen and read that. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Will you read that with me one more time loudly? The light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. This year, once again, I was reading through old notes, and it seized my heart. Everybody see the word shines on the screen? Shines. That's a present active indicative. In other words, it's shines. Now, it said the light shines in darkness, but darkness, spiritual forces, at the arrival of Jesus Christ, could not comprehend what was happening, neither could they apprehend it or stop it. Did you know that verse does represent the essence of our faith? Because so much of what we do in the face of the darkness of this world, they look at us for loving, for forgiving, for reaching. For reaching beyond our, even our own prejudices and upbringing, the kingdom of God at work in us has no end, no limitation. Darkness cannot impose a final limitation where light is brought to bear. And that kingdom comes in shining, and darkness would say, no, the boundary's right here. But God says, where light shows up, darkness has no boundary that it can impose. You can't comprehend what's coming next, neither can you apprehend it or restrict it from shining. It's going to shine. We are children of light and how God operates through us in the face of a world culture and system. It doesn't make sense. We've studied here for weeks, you know. Uh, I taught from Isaiah chapter 8. Don't, don't, 
don't fear what the world fears. It's so, that, those verses there are so specific. It says, when they shout conspiracy, conspiracy, don't get all caught up in that. And so I wrote this little post online to, the, to my, my church, the church family, and said, to my wonderful, frenetic, and freaked out family of God. The world may be all in an uproar because of a political election or a pandemic or whatever the case not be, but we're not those people. You see, it says, and of his kingdom and peace will have no end. We should be people of peace when there's absolute freaked out chaos going on because we are not informed by darkness. We're not informed by politics. We're not informed by a pandemic. We're not informed by economics. We're informed by light. And here's what happens. When I, I read back over that word again, and I, I need to just read it so I make sure I, I get it as clearly as I can. But have you ever noticed the, the word shines? The grammar indicates it's a present and ongoing act. It doesn't say the light shine. Now you'll hear people say that, say the light shined in darkness. But that's not what any, any translation says. King James says the light shineth. I went, I read them, I love it. The light continues to shine. So the light shines in darkness and darkness could not comprehend. It says the light shines and darkness could not comprehend. Then John tells us the light shines in us. Listen to me. It shines from the inside out. This is huge, and that's where I, I wrote again that he said he'd never extinguish the darkness around us. How many have experienced and are, or are experiencing darkness trying to encroach on your life? Boy, 2020 is one of those dark years. It is. And, and we gotta get it, because I think our faith is a little bit miswired when we go into life thinking, well, God's just going to make darkness go away. He will, and I'm going to share that with you, but not right now. Okay? Allow me to reduce. Um, it, Jesus did say in Matthew that if the light that is in you in darkness behold is darkness, behold how great that darkness is. And I talked about that two weeks ago. That said, if we are illuminated from the inside out, we are essentially given, please hear me, spiritual night vision. Now, we had, when, when, when I was in a special op unit, when dinosaurs roamed the earth, we had antiquated first-generation night vision gear. Um, let's see, Anthony, you, you got out 13 years ago. You guys had the newer stuff. But these, these night, these, the night vision essentially grabs particles. It's an infrared-based thing. But it, it grabs any possible particle to illuminate what's into the darkness. When you're looking through that, you think, oh, there's light out there. There's not light out there. It's still just as dark as it's ever been. But night vision goggles enable them to see into the darkness and navigate around obstacles that they would otherwise not be able to see. Do you understand? Please, everybody, listen to me. When it said, I'm going to put the light within you, that light shines from the inside out. And as I look out through light, I'm able to see how to navigate through darkness where people of darkness can't navigate through darkness. Darkness dominates. But children of God, in whom is the light of the world, we have sort of this internalized night optic vision that we can navigate through it. I don't know, beloved. Our response should be entirely and radically always different from reactive responses of the world who's just freaking out about everything. Again, for the reasons I've, I've stated, the light shines. As a child of God, the light is in you. And I wrote this three times. It is in you. 
It is in you. It is in you. Here's the deal for me. Until the return of Jesus Christ at the end of the age, darkness will be around us. That is a reality. But this year, 2020 seems to have presented us with a broad blanket of darkness that seems to somehow enhance all the other darknesses that we otherwise deal with. And I want to be clear about that. We're going, we already have enough problems without a pandemic and all of the politics and economics and all of that, but it seems as though there's an added blanket of darkness. Anybody get what I'm talking about to where the things we would normally face that were bad enough on their own, it's like, man, you just doubled down on it. It's like, just, just thick. In all of this, here's what I've also seen. For believers, the light shines. Didn't shine, shined, it shines. Nothing seems to be able to stop it. Three weeks ago, I stood at the bedside of a woman, a wife and a mother, facing unexpected darkness of liver cancer. Excuse me, it wasn't three weeks ago, it was two weeks ago. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. Lori Chipley, who faced the unexpected darkness and uncertainty of liver cancer. Brenda and I sort of snuck into the hospital. We need to erase that from the tape. Okay. As she awoke from a nearly eight-hour surgery, she spoke through a very present physical pain in unswerving fashion. Her words were resolute, her faith unmoved. Looking into her eyes and hearing her voice, I could see and hear the light shines. She spoke of her faith. She spoke of the goodness of God, of the certainty of a relationship with him, irrespective of whatever ultimate outcome may be before her. This is laying in the bed in pain, nearly eight hours in surgery under the knife. For those who reason from a point of darkness, her worship makes no sense. They can't comprehend it. They say, you're small-minded, you're living in denial. No, she has night vision. Only days ago, I looked into the tear-filled eyes of a daughter of an aged father who had died only minutes before. That's Debbie Jackson. You're Debbie Jackson. Who had died only minutes before, ultimately, from a virus that seems to have cast its own shadow of darkness this year. And that father that died is precious Corky Otterson, who's been here with us forever. Precious man of prayer. Her mom went home to be with the Lord about eight months ago. And in the midst of this complexity, if it wasn't dark enough, that's added to the mix. But as I listened to her words, she turned them literally wiping tears out of her eyes through her tears in the deepest of conviction, saying that her dad was not only now with the Lord, but with her mom and that he was experiencing unimaginable joy. She began to smile and almost laugh and make remarks. You see, the light shines, shines. The darkness was there, but the light shines. You can't, can't comprehend it, can't apprehend it. To others, her response would absolutely be irrational and dysfunctional, but she has night vision. Two weeks ago, on a Sunday afternoon, I listened to a precious young man who attends this church wrestle out loud with his emotions 
only a couple hours after his father had taken his own life. I stood amazed with tears running down my face as he spoke words of wisdom way beyond his 20 years through a clenched jaw of faith and made the determination that this darkness would not consume him, would not dictate the path going forward, and would not tell him how or what his life would be. Sound, resolute words from this young disciple. They were not spoken flippantly or blithely, but with the deepest of conviction looking me right in the eyes, and then once again since then. And the conversations we've had have been amazing. Beloved, the light shines. That doesn't make sense to anybody out there. He should be in the grip. It it just should be right there. And it would be fair. I wouldn't think a thing if he was. But something deep within him, that light began to shine. Darkness wouldn't squeeze the life out of him. Not ever. Not in that moment. Not tomorrow. He has night vision. This year I've seen the darkness of incredible financial loss. And yet the light shines. I can put names and faces with that. I have seen the darkness of lost health and the light shines. I've seen the darkness of unexpected death and the light shines. I've seen the darkness of social unrest and the light shines. I have seen the darkness of political uncertainty and still the light shines. I have seen the darkness of fear from a pandemic that threatens the globe, the entire world, and yet the light shines. Darkness still cannot comprehend it. Darkness still cannot apprehend it. The light doesn't flinch, flex, or struggle. The light just shines. The burning, listen to this language, the burning, the burning light of the burning bush still am the I am. That's not a mess up in grammar. He still am the I am. And he says, bring the darkness. I'm just going to keep shining. Because I didn't make light. I am the light. And we're about to see that. (laughs) It can't be comprehended, apprehended, and certainly not extinguished. The light who is, who was, and who is to come. And at the end of it all, in the very closing chapter of the whole Bible... Here's what we read. And there will no longer be any night or darkness. And they will have no need of a lamp or a light, nor the light of the sun, because the Lord God will illumine them and they will reign for... Do you get this? That at the after, after the last chapter of the whole Bible, if there's any ongoing eternal constant, it's this. The light shines. The light shines. God said, I created it at the beginning. The adversary sought to extinguish the light of the world at the beginning. But I said, what I did at creation, I'll do at recreation to make you a new creation. And when I do that, I'm going to bring the same toolkit I brought at the foundation of the world, which is why Ephesians chapter 1 says that I spoke concerning you before the foundation of the world. What does that mean? That means just before we read the words, let there be light, he said, he spoke concerning Drew. And he said, based upon Romans chapter 8, 
There's a son coming who I know will accept me as Savior. And when he accepts me as Savior in the face of an entire family generation, none of which have ever done that, where he's heard nothing and grown up in nothing but world ideology and philosophy and darkness, he said, I'm going to shine a light right there. I'm going to bring the same toolkit. And what I did at creation, I'm going to do at creation. And I'm going to shine right into that and say, let there be light. And the light shines. (laughs) Oh my goodness, at the end of it all, here's what I comprehend about this. There will come a time when darkness indeed will be extinguished. That's coming. It said, no more night, no more dark. And the only thing that will remain is the constant as the light shines. In fact, there is one sure and certain forever we can count on. The light still shines. Darkness never could comprehend it, and it never will. Darkness never could apprehend it, and it never will. The light just shines, and it always will. As I said earlier, Christmas comes at the end of the year of providing us an annual opportunity to look back across the landscape of the year behind us, And what we are guaranteed to find is no matter how much darkness encroached, pressed in, or sought to dominate any situation or circumstance in your life, four words, the light still shines. And no matter, no matter, no matter what darkness may be ahead of us in 2021, would you say it with me? Four words, the light still shines. I love that, Amanda. I don't know if that's an accident or a coincidence. No matter what you're going to face, the light still shines. Do you understand? It's even inappropriate to say the light will shine. Because God doesn't live bound by time and space. Everybody listen to me. And whatever your, your, your bad day, we'll all have one in 2021, will be. Whether that's May 5th, February 14th, whatever it may be. I want to tell you, God right now, he, doesn't, he lives across time and space. The light is already shining, waiting for you to get there. The light shines when you get there. The sh- light shines when you leave it. The light shines in your day today. Beloved, we are exceptional amongst all creation on the planet, children of God in whom the light dwells and lives, giving us that filter through which we view darkness. Can I tell you, if you go into 21, 2021, your mantra, buy the t-shirt, says, I got night vision. God gave it to me. It came in a manger 2,000 years ago. I have it. I can see into the darkness. I'm going to peer into the darkness. Because when darkness wants to say nothing makes sense, the light still shines. Thank you for joining us for the New Hope Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit newhopeonline.com.